from well you know what day it is hey it's it's squire select it's squire select day yeah (laughs) that's right man happy squire select day i tell you what how you doing bo oh i'm doing very fine good yeah last time we did a squire select you were like i wonder if the listeners can tell that we're pre-gaming they know now (laughs) oh the cat is totally out of the bag it's out of the bag yeah Yeah. i think i think the cat's pre-game too (laughs) (laughs) what's going on man man Thank you for asking. I'm, 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 you know, a lot, a lot, a lot. A lot's happening. A lot's happening. Yeah. It's a busy time in life. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing our best to hang on with everything that's going on. So we're, we're, we're doing okay. Oh, that's good. <laughs> but yeah, how about you? How about that's you? That's fair. Yeah, about the same, I guess. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just a busy season. So yeah. trying to keep it on the rails, as I say, way too often. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, the funny thing is, I think back like when we started Squire Select, I'm sure it was completely for the reason of we really wanted to do justice to really fine pairings in the pipe tobacco yeah, and, sure. and the, the fine whiskey world. But it also might be just because we wanted to drink <laughs> on mic. Yeah. And I think that's probably fair. You know, the funny thing is yeah. nowadays, I feel like most people drink on mic for podcast. Like that's their, that's, that's podcast use. That's like content for yeah, people. It's, it's like, the, the oil of conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's, it's uh, in vito veritas and out of uh, wine comes truth. Yeah. No, that's a thing. Bless you. I've Just, said it before. It's, you it's have. You have said it before. It's a thing. Anyway, point is, <laughs> it could actually be uh, uh, quite quite good for, for podcasting, but the great thing is for our listeners, for the listeners of Country Squire Radio, they know that this is the place to come for some fantastic pairings and also maybe a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, uh, exposure to some various whiskeys and beverages may not have had before. Well, it's just reviews, right? I yeah. mean, it's the opportunity for us to give our opinions on, uh, you know, interesting things that we find, whether it's cheap whiskey or expensive whiskey or, you know, the occasional uh, gin or uh, glass of Merlot or whatever it might be. I just love that we get right, like people will write in and be like, hey, I saw Puncher's Chance. Thanks for the warning. Yep. <laughs> Didn't buy that one. <laughs> yeah, I just passed it on by. Didn't even, buy that. Even like with Bamboo Rum, which, Ugh. no, I still say is worth, t- it's worth trying. It's just, it's, mm. anyway. Point Someone is, made me a Bamboo and Coke the other day. Did this, really? this really happened. Yeah. And I, I accepted it because I felt like I had to. I was polite. And then. You didn't and like it? Eventually they left and I, I just poured it down the down the sink. Oh, you're kidding me. It was terrible. All right, let me pitch this to you. I and mean, this is, we're starting I just don't off. want a drinky thing that tastes like banana Laffy Taffy. All right, but hear me out. <laughs> what if you had, all right, you ever had, you have a Coke float before? Yeah. Toss sure. some ice cream in there and like turn it into a Coke float? I bet it tastes daggum delicious. It might. That's what I'm saying. Yep. In the right context, I think that rum works. Banana, we're, vanilla, Coke. Yeah, it might work great. I think it would taste delicious. Maybe. I don't know. You have to give it a try. We're not talking about that one, though. We've already talked about those. Yep. And of course, Squire Select is where we pair all these various uh, beverages with various quality pipe tobacco. And That's it's, right. It's really interesting because we're doing something a little bit different. We're kicking off this year a little bit different. We may continue it and we may not. I'm really looking forward to hearing what people say, whether yeah. or not they like this style. But in the past, we've taken like two different whiskeys or two different beverages and we've kind of paired different pipe tobaccos with them. Yeah. Well, what we're doing now, or what we've done this this week and we did uh, last Squire Select, is we're taking kind of one specific whiskey, but then we're and, and pairing it. Right. And then we're turning it into a cocktail. From the same whiskey. From the same whiskey. Right. And seeing what you might pair it with then. Yeah. And what I, I think I'm really excited, I don't want to tip the bean can too much here, so to speak. Yeah. But what I'm really excited about is that 
you can take when you can take almost any whiskey, put it in a cocktail, and you're dealing with a totally different. It's situation. a different animal. We saw that actually on our last episode with the Sazerac. The Sazerac. We that's did right. because yes. the you know the the whiskey itself versus the animal it becomes. It uh yeah, it's just different. Totally different. It is, and yeah. it needs it needs a different pairing. We're really excited to jump into it, but of course we are only here because of the amazing support of the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club. Thanks to all of y'all who are making this show happen. Head over to patreon.com slash countrysquireradio where you two can uh, join up and yeah, uh, help us out. We yeah. Get some, uh, get some, get some good, good little extra little bits of this and a little bits of that along the way. Uh, John David has been known to let slip the occasional uh, deals that are going on, you know, from time to time. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. You know, yeah. Are, are you going to ever get some more esoteric in? At some point. At God some willing. Point. Okay. If all the right. creeks don't rise and the grand jury doesn't meet. Okay. We, we might. Uh, we won't hold our breath then. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. All right, man. Let's get into it. Uncle Nearest. So this is the bourbon that we are talking about today. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm really excited about this because this is a product that is like has a lot of history and inspiration behind it. Yeah. And also like it's it's one of these situations where, and we've seen this with other whiskeys that we've covered in the past, you like you scratch the surface and you find like a depth into like who's making this, like the history behind it, the inspiration, you know, the, there's, there's a story. And right. if there is one thing we love at Country Squire Radio, it's products with stories. It's a good story. That's yep. right. And a lot of these whiskeys try to invent stories, you know, and, and some of them don't try to. They just say, hey, I was a wealthy baroness and I cashed out and have an interest in whiskey. So right. I opened a distillery, right? <laughs> like some I people mean, are like, well, with the rich whiskey history of Ohio. Of my like, alcoholism, yeah. right? <laughs> like, whatever it is. Or you have like, yeah. you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. There's just there's different. Well, they, uh, they all have their own takes on it, right? Sure. I mean, so, but they're all. My apologies these, to the whiskey enthusiast in Ohio. Yeah, yes, no, that's course. right. I mean, I'm sure Ohio has a great whiskey history. Yeah. But, um, it's Crown Royal from Ohio. Just don't. Just okay, sorry. Quiet. Go ahead. It's one of those things where a lot of these uh, a lot of these distilleries try to kind of in a ham-fisted way create their little backstory that may or may not be significant. Right. But but the concept of of Uncle Nearest and the distillery that has been you know created here it, it has a lineage it has a real lineage and it, and it has a real uh, lineage that's important to American brown water right Oh yes sir yes sir All right so we are we're I've got right now in my hands the uh, Uncle Nearest bottle uh, Let's talk about the branding real quick Okay so you've got the smoothest whiskey in Tennessee with the uh, the house in which was on the land in which Uncle Nearest resided. We'll talk okay. about his history, of course, and that's a, a critical part to this, uh, the history of this product and yeah. the inspiration behind it. 1884 small batch whiskey, hand-selected by our founders, blended, curated by descendants of Nearest Green, award-winning premium whiskey, 93 proof. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to have some fun with this one right here. Yeah. It says uh, on the back, Uncle Nearest is uh, Uncle Nearest 1884 is the proud legacy of the best whiskey maker the world never knew. Tennessee distilling legend Nearest Green. Each of our small batch premium whiskeys are individually selected by our founders and descendants of Nearest Green, bottled at a similar proof to what made Nearest Whiskey so beloved. This batch was curated by, and it actually has kind of the curator's name, sketched on the back in wow uh, yeah there's like a gold band and you can kind of see the yeah the, yeah, the signature sketching right there i always yeah. I, man i love the the signature kind of it's touch. a nice touch it is a nice touch yeah. it's it's become i don't know you could argue that it's almost come become like a trope in the modern era but like i i still like it like it i don't i haven't i don't think it's played out yet person's name has meaning it does it does that's something famous that you said once I, it's that's just something that's true yeah no i mean it is true <laughs> That's something famous that you said once, by the way, should, should go on a t-shirt. Uh, with me, it should, be, it should be quoted to me, 
even though you were the one then that I'm talking about, <laughs> and you shouldn't be quoted, which is very appropriate. Uh, and for for, for the story Nearest, of the Uncle story. Nearest, yeah. that's right, that's right. What, so where did Uncle Nearest exactly uh, this this concept of this Uncle Nearest Green was the mentor perhaps of one Jack Daniel? Is is that is that right? Yeah. So as I understand it, Uncle Nearest, of course, is a black man who was enslaved back in the day. His, and was emancipated. Yes. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. Eventually emancipated. He was uh, distilling whiskeys, but basically his his services were essentially being leased out, so to speak. Yeah. And there was a young man who came around and actually learned under the tutelage of Uncle Nearest. That <laughs> young man was named Jack Daniel. And of course, Jack Daniel grew up and, you know, made a little bit of a name for himself. Yeah. Using yeah. The, the skills and everything that uh, and kind of the methodology that he had learned from Uncle Nearest. And was propped up and able to do so. However, Uncle Nearest didn't quite have those advantages being a black man enslaved in the American South. Right. So we've got this history of kind of where Jack Daniels came from that has essentially been erased. And that's one of the things that we see a lot in the American South. And and I'm sorry, in America. I'm not I'm not putting that on the South. That's fair. That's America. Yeah, it's just part of it's part of our history and how we've dealt with things over time. The cool thing about this in particular is that they've actually been able to piece this together. Right. So author Fawn Weaver, she's a daughter of uh, Motown legend Frank Wilson. Um, She's the the uh, this is her creation, you know, but the, it's, this is run by descendants of Mr. Green, and they've been able to actually piece together hard evidence that Mr. Daniel likely learned what he did from Nearest Green. And and so it, it all it all tracks. It all kind of, the, the lineage is there. The Isn't pedigree is there. Yeah. That's awesome. Man. And so you've got this guy who is an emancipated slave, and he's helping run the still at this uh, kind of trading post type thing. And this little Daniel kid comes around and starts uh, starts picking it up, right? And uh, and then before you know it, the Daniel kid is, uh, he's making his way, and, and, and his own product becomes, uh, you know, American legend. There's some real gritty history there. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Which is, and it's, it's important to acknowledge, and it's, I love products, like I said at the beginning, like that, that tell a story. Yeah. Because it does kind of cause you to pause, think, and, and kind of reflect. On top of that too, we've got here with us, this is a small batch whiskey from a distillery that's owned and operated from a, uh, by a black woman and takes inspiration and in fact has an, in the hands of the process the very descendants for which the name of the uh, you know the the whiskey is yeah named for Wait, did I say that right? The namesake. The namesake. Of, the, of the brand, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's pretty special, yeah. really. I mean, it's it's something that you couldn't just create this, no. uh, you know, writing this or something. I mean, it, it's something that just destiny has brought about. I love it, man. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's, it is a all-American story. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm really excited to, to dive in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, uh, Uncle Nearest, they, the brand, uh, their small batch was kind of their first foray into this. And then since, they've uh, come out with a few other varieties. They've got uh, their 1856 premium-aged whiskey. I've actually had that one uh, before on a previous uh previous occasion and then the 1820 single barrel edition which i think is a little harder to get they're really good i mean these are these are whiskeys that they're not just selling a story they're selling a really good product yeah. and um and so uh yeah look forward to diving in all right man uh let's go ahead and dive in we've got a little bit of a little bit of it here cheers <laughs> it's like, it's like, i'm glad you didn't break that glass i'm, I'm glad i didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> all right so there's a lot going on with this whiskey. Yeah, there is. There's a lot going on with this whiskey. And I think it's it's characteristic of, this has been my experience at living in Houston. Okay. Okay, so we got a lot of like pop-up distilleries around around Houston with yeah. relatively new. And especially because we've got these distilleries, especially those that popped up like before the pandemic. 
Yeah. That survived the shutdown. Right. And are kind of like refining their footing and that sort of thing. I'm not, and this is in Houston. This isn't with Uncle Nearest, but I'm using that as a context here because yeah. there is a certain, I have found personally in my experience, sampling a lot of distillers that have especially have kind of popped up in the last uh, three years or so. Sure. There's like a ethanol-esque medicinal nature. Like you can kind of see that they're like working their process out. Yeah. And you can- It's I, young. It's young. And there's like that that youthful flavor is in this. Yeah. That I find, and I, I found this actually with a lot of Cathead products, kind of in reference to Jackson. Yeah, sure. And their whiskeys is like, you know, originally the bourbons were like, uh, but then they kind of found their footing. They're young yeah. and they tend to get better over time. This, and that's kind of the point. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, so- well, I mean, it's almost like age has something to do with it. Yeah, no, that's right. And it it really does. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. folks, you know, try to, you know, they scoff at that or just, you know, oh, that's what the retailer tells you kind of thing. But but it does. What we're drinking here is a small batch uh, that's undated. And and so that gives you some some ideas there. Um, But it's a it's a small batch whiskey. It's got a very amber look to it. That, you know, so it kind of gives you the impression that maybe it wasn't aged in a charred barrel or something. You're just not sure. Right. It does taste kind of green. It has a green flavor to it. Right, right, right. Um, this, I, I, I experienced this whiskey as a as a great mixing whiskey that we'll get to shortly. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's where we're we'll, going to we'll, go with We'll it, get yeah. to shortly, yeah. I do want to talk, though, just about the grassiness that's here. kind of reminds me of a Virginia pipe tobacco, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, wow. Huh. And I'm not pairing it with a Virginia pipe tobacco, but it does... <laughs> It does kind of match that. It tracks with that because it's... And suddenly uh, I regret my pairing. It ha- no, yeah, but it, it does have that. I do get a right. little bit of that graham cracker sweetness that, that is is just any kind of signature for a good whiskey. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I do get that, and so that that is certainly there. I want to say, though, um, and, and so just to, you know just to talk about the brand more in general, having had the small batch, it tastes green. Having had the premium aged whiskey, it's it's a lot more sophisticated. What the, why did you bring me the small batch? Because this is all we could find. All right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't had it before, and I wanted to have you it. You wanted to try it, yeah. And so, I, you know, if you're if you're looking for something probably a little more complex, I would try to get the 1856 premium whiskey from Uncle Nearest. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. Your mileage may vary, so, and we may have people that know Uncle Nearest much better than I do that, that disagree. So, like, I, I do want to talk th- about But there's a this, greenness yeah. here. Yeah. Because there is, there is that. I mean, like... I, Interesting uh, greenness. Do you do you say that because of the grassy nature, or what do you? What, what's your mindset there? It's a. It, there's you just a being youth, young. It's youthful. Exactly, and so like that's that's the thing. The that medicinal thing is, and maybe medicinal is the wrong word. It's just the word that I it always use. It leaves your mouth dry. Yeah, but at the same time, there is such a complexity of flavor going on, and that's that's the thing that I find kind of confusing about this. And it's like, I kind of want that to get out of the way because I feel yeah. like there's a really good whiskey here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's yeah. there's a honey note mm-hmm. and that that dry finish that leaves your tongue with a, a, a stringency kind of, there's a little bit of cinnamon that kind of lingers in there as well. And honestly, like, the, um, like you sniff this and it's gorgeous. I mean, it's a wonderful bouquet. Yeah. Like, there's a lot going on there. On their website, I saw that I think they had like a, what was it, like cream? Yeah. And I was like, cream? Hmm. Like what? And then I popped it open. I smelled it. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. I'm like, all right. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's right. There. Um, I, I will say this particular whiskey benefited a lot from one cube. 
I put one cube in this yes. in this whiskey, and I really, really like that. Well, and I think yeah. there's probably a lesson in that for most yeah. of kind of any distillery that popped up in the last like three or four years, something that's a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. Get a little ice in there, kind of give it a little yeah. help. I think, look, this is I think this is a, a whiskey. This is a brand with all the right people behind it, with a lot of really, with an exciting history. And I got also like uh, Jeffrey Wright. I, like when I was doing some research for it and everything, like yeah. I saw an interview with him. And I was like, I Jeffrey Wright. That's, that's Bernard from Westworld. <laughs> what, what is Bernard doing? And then I, I was like, he's talking was, about this whiskey. I was like, okay. I was like, I bet he's he's got to be like one of like the like you know founders, one or, of the partners, yeah, or something, or something investors, like that. yeah. And like on their website, he's there. I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> he's he's an excellent actor too. I was I was kind of excited. I was like, okay, all right, no, no, that's, that's exciting. So that's anyway, awesome. But they I, they've got what it takes. I think that um, they just need a little bit more time, and I think the whiskey needs a little bit more time. This this premium whiskey that to be sippable. There's more uses for it. Which the we'll the, talk the about premium later. whiskey that has come out. It's a blend of between eight and 14 year old whiskeys it's really good yeah and and, and i wish we had that to, even to compare this one to even well, to maybe the, we'll do that in the future you know it's funny we it, it, a squire select could even be like taking the exact same brand and Ooh. drinking the eight-year-old and then turning around and drinking the 14 year old well, maybe you know? we'll do the nurse and so yeah. um so it's an idea but anyway um at this the 1856 it's a it's a big boy whiskey that's got a lot of... That's uh, the black label. It's the black label, okay. and it's uh, got kind of a burgundy, maroonish band around it, and it plays hardball. It's good stuff. But we're talking about the yeah. white label right now with the small batch whiskey. What are you pairing it with? Man, so I paired it today because it did leave me wanting a little bit on the depth, and, and there was plenty of this kind of toasted wood flavor, but I, I needed more substance, a thickerness that's there that I expect from a robust whiskey, yeah. uh, something that I, I want to know that I'm drinking a, you know, a, a thick good alcohol and so I, I wanted something there that was going to add some sweetness to help that grassy woody flavor i picked the country squires hunting creek Ooh. Um, i picked hunting creek for a lot of reasons okay Hunt- yeah hunting creek is a very very complex it's one of our more complex tobaccos there's there's a lot that goes into hunting creek it's it's sweet it's smoky it's uh it's savory it has a real nice creamy tongue coating to it. It's yeah. just a, it, 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 t- it pushes a lot of buttons. And I, I wanted to pair something with uh, the Uncle Nearest small batch that would do that to yeah. kind of, you know, so it would just augment it, uh, that more. So there's a nice depth to Hunting Creek that it has from the black Cavendish, that, that toasted Cavendish that's there. It's got a thick creaminess. It's just real real sweet and uh, silky. It's very, you know, very, very, just a very nice uh, creaminess to it. The Virginias are there, obviously, which adds a little natural sweetness, but there's the Latakia in the background, which provides just, even though this is an aromatic, it provides just enough of that oily, smoky peatiness to give it some backbone, to give it some depth and some rigidity. And so um, I really wanted it to have that too. So yeah, that's what we did. You know, that's interesting. I'm curious for, you know, we talk about like wetter tobaccos and drier tobaccos. Yeah. Do either of those have impact? Does the wetness of a pipe tobacco have impact on kind of drying out your mouth versus not drying out your mouth? Or is it just good? Does that just relate to pipe gurgle? I think that just relates to pipe gurgle, although there may be some crossover there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it probably has more to do with the tobacco varietal than the moisture content. Yeah. But, but I don't know. I haven't studied that. I was just curious. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things that you think about because, you know, as you're enjoying something like this, as you're kind of uh, testing out and trying it and, you know, getting those sips in, you know, you just think about like, okay, well, what do I want with this? And there is kind of like, hey, it needs a little water or something that like yeah. you need to wet the, wet the whistle a little bit yeah. in a different kind of way. And so that was just kind of, uh, you know, just top of mind. Just, th- just think about that. Yeah. All no, right. That's right. This is where I'm kind of excited though, because it comes thing, alive, doesn't it? 
It does come alive. Uncle Nearest uh, on their website, like one of the things they've got very prevalently is various cocktails that you can make it with. And to me, and again, you know, I, I have not tried the Black Label. I will definitely try that. It sounds it sounds very good. But to me, that kind of communicates they know where they're at with yeah. this whiskey. And you and I had kind of a unique experience <laughs> turning this into a cocktail. It was pretty great. We got to give some major shout outs, Matt. It, it, it was pretty great. So, so yeah. Go ahead. So, yeah, just we, we've uh, referenced, we're, we're trying not to reference it too often, but it kind of has we've come referenced out it like all the time. pretty much out every episode we've done over the past quarter. We're in New Orleans. Um, and so we, we've been recording uh, during a retreat uh, in New Orleans here you know, for a variety of episodes that are going to air kind of over a few months uh, period here. And and we rented an Airbnb. And the Airbnb You're is, going to give away our location. I, I am, but we'll be gone by the time this comes out. You, they don't know that. Maybe well, we're still here. That, we could be. Yeah. Well, just let's take, not go back. Let's come just say, stay here, Come man. say hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let we, the wives take over the kids. We'll just ch- chill out. We can just podcast and drink whiskey and smoke pipe tobacco. Come on, man. We're on. I got enough Strauss here to like... We, <laughs> Got like a pound of Strauss tobacco over there. Uh, so we've got uh, Sleepy Hollow. That is so. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we are on Royal Street. Yes, sir. Uh, right where in, Royal meets Frenchman. Right where Royal meets Frenchman. It's. It's. I, I don't know if there could be a more perfect location. Really, if you're it's a beautiful, if you're a enthusiast of of this part of the world, because it, it it's right smack between like the part of New Orleans where like you can kind of be an adult and it's okay, and then the part of New Orleans where like it's it's kind of out of control. Like, yeah. so you kind of have your pick. Like we, yeah. if we go out our door and we take a left, we can be out of control. And if we go out of our door and take a right, then we can go listen to like, you know, well, it depends on what I haven't taken you to the out of control places on Frenchman. <laughs> so anyway, all right. So, but you get the idea. It's a great location. Right. It's right next to a restaurant that was established actually in 1995. I thought it was newer than that, but 1995, it's called the Marini Brasserie. Marini spelled M-A-R-I-G-N-Y. And when you say next to it, like literally we walk out our door it's and our the next, door, next door is them. Like that, it's, it's literally our next door. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, y'all, y'all can come by the, the, like you can walk by and be like, oh, that's where John David and Bo recorded like, you know, yeah. a ton of Country Squire radio episodes. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Great host. Fun house. It's been, it's been awesome. Good food. Yeah. But anyway, so the, the, the restaurant right here, we go in there yesterday. We're, you know, just in the middle of recording. We eaten some, uh, you know, red beans and rice. I think Bo got some gumbo yeah, or something. Yeah, just taking a break. Yeah. And uh, taking a break, and we meet a really kind bartender named Isaiah. Shouts out to Isaiah. Shout out to Isaiah. He's very, very kind. We had some, you know, just good. He's one of those bartenders who just makes you feel welcome, you know, super chill, doesn't check in on you too much, but just enough to make sure you're topped off and yeah. all that. He's a great guy. So we, uh, <laughs> we had this Uncle Nearest. We wanted to make an old-fashioned out of Uncle Nearest, but we're in the French Quarter, and the 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 little stores and bodegas around us don't have what we need to make a proper cocktail. In our immediate area, the only place that does have it would be way too long for a, like it would completely disrupt our. Entire it just would our schedule, schedule doesn't yeah. match what, to get what we need. Exactly. So we within a several block radius, we just there's no way to find what we need. We tried. We, we tried. failed. So we we walk into the uh, Marini Brasserie. And we we ask uh, our our friend Isaiah, who we saw the day before, we're like, hey, we we had a favor to ask. (laughs) We don't know. We walked in there. We sat down. And, and he's like, what are you having? You you said, Bo, explain to him the situation. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So we run a pipe tobacco podcast and we're, we're kind of known in that space. We're a big deal to people you don't know. <laughs> like trying to, trying to explain like, 
Like, you know, it's it's uh it's cool. Um everything's you, yeah, everything's everything, fine. Everything's fine. The whole time poor Isaiah is probably thinking, Why am I a bartender in New Orleans? He's a bartender in New Orleans, he has heard way weirder stuff than what we told him. Maybe. We Pro- expl- probably we, so. We explained to him what Squire Select was that we're pairing pipe tobacco with different whiskeys. <laughs> we're doing something different where we're trying to put it into a cocktail, but we we got the whiskey, but we don't have the cocktail ingredients. And asked and asked him if he'd be able if we either brought in the whiskey, could he make us a cocktail with it? If we pay him well, yeah. could you know because we're not going to use their alcohol and we're not asking to buy co- cocktails from them. If we pay them the price of whatever cocktails and then tip really well, yeah, well, can we bring in our whiskey bring, and you just and you doctor it up and yeah. make an awesome old fashioned? Yeah, and he did, and he did. He hooked us up. I mean, after some deliberation and consideration, you want to make sure his, you know, his he boss was is like, cool "Could I get anybody? fired for this?" Yeah, and, you know, what are the are the cameras pointed at me? Right, is, <laughs> anyway. is this is this a scam? Yeah. Is this like you know a bust or something like right. that? Yeah, yeah, two, two podcasts. I, I, I noticed before we left, he he definitely looked up our uh, our podcast on um, Spotify. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, so he 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 clued in. Okay, these guys are at least halfway. Yeah, at it. least this does actually exist. <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> it's a side it's a side note deal. But anytime that I need to reach out to somebody, like that's the fun thing about a lot of the new series that we're, we're yeah. exploring this year. Yeah, is that it, it, it's causing us and and uh, encouraging us to venture out into new spaces. And it, uh, you ain't kidding, man. Trying to explain in those new spaces, like what we do, what we do, who we are, what we, what we, you know, what, what we have been, you know, there's a lot of, I was like, you know, what, just if you look us up, you'll, you'll find us, you'll find us. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, it's not like we're, we're not a huge deal. We're not like one of the like household name podcasts out there. No, but in our community, people know us. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's not small. So if if you're a if you're a bar yeah. and, and restaurant who is successful in New Orleans <laughs> and you want to reach out to uh <laughs> A very specialized community of people that w- and and hope that right. when they visit New Orleans, they they'll come visit Orleans, you. They'll come and and that's you know what y'all that's what you do. And in this sense, what's the name of the bargain? In this sense, this episode of Country Squire Radio is in part brought to you by the Marini Brasserie. And when you go on Frenchman Street, and and we know you in New will. Orleans, you, here's what you're gonna do: you're gonna go there. You're gonna you're ask gonna say, for Isaiah. You can ask for Isaiah. You say, "I heard about you on Country Squire Radio." You're gonna tip well, and uh, and tell him you heard about it, Country Squire Radio. And this is how we pay it forward. Right here. That's right. Because Isaiah hooked us up. And not only did he hook us up, he <laughs> hooked up Uncle Nearest 1884 small batch whiskey as well. Because you put this bad boy into an old fashioned, oh, it's a whole different ballgame. It, it it really does shine. It yeah. It does, man. We wanted something where we could still taste the, it wasn't so complex that we couldn't taste the whiskey anymore. Yeah. So the whiskey, uh, the, the whiskey is still the main character here. Out of curiosity, because I, I mean, I know you're, you're not. You know, between the two of us, I'm probably more of a cocktail guy than you yeah, are. Yeah, sure. And you don't dislike cocktails. You know, I, mean, I like, just don't drink them very often. Or I don't make them. Right. I like to get them when I go out, but I don't. I don't really make them. Exactly. So I'm curious, like when, like, like, so in old fashioned, many people today probably claim the old fashioned as their go to cocktail. Yeah. Like it's the typically the thing they go to. How often do you drink old fashions, or how familiar you are know, you with? Yeah, it? I mean, pretty pretty familiar. It's probably it, when I go out and I order a cocktail rather than just something on the rocks or a glass of wine. One out of three times, it's probably an old fashioned. Right, it's like it's like a safety it's a go-to. cocktail. Yeah, and the reason is is exactly what you're saying. It's a cocktail that relies heavily on the bourbon and yeah. really just dresses it up and enhances it. Yeah, with a co- with a old fashioned, you're talking about bourbon or in this case whiskey. You can also make it with rye, and then you've got you know your bitters. 
to kind of liven it up with that spice. You got a lot yep. of Christmas spices that are typically in those bitters. Yep. You got some sweetness with some simple syrup and you got a little citrus with uh, an orange zest. Yeah. Some people like cherries. Isaiah hooked us up with cherries. You kept your cherry in. I took my cherry out. Not a fan of the cherries for me right. personally, but some right. people are. Some people muddle. I don't like the muddling. Thank God Isaiah doesn't like the muddling either because like we don't have it all muddled in here. Yeah. Occasionally you see that. It's not as popular. Country Square Radio is muddled enough. Yeah, well, this is true. <laughs> but that's that's what we're drinking right here. And you know, the, the great thing is I thought about this after the fact because you know we were kind of prepping the drinks and, and getting yeah. ready for this. Yeah. Like, man, you did not skimp on the alcohol. And then I was like, oh yeah, we brought our own alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm, I'm not going to skimp because it's there. It's, yeah. it's ours. So we're, we're, we're set. And this is the great thing about this, uh, this particular whiskey. Like, it is a great cocktail whiskey. I agree. And I think that, and it's actually, it's encouraging me to actually go back to some of the newer mm-hmm. bourbons and whiskeys and ryes that I've tried that are from newer distilleries, because sometimes I'll sip them and I'll kind of move on. Yeah. Like, okay, well maybe I'll check back in a couple of years. Now I'm kind of like, well, hang on now. Maybe there's actually something to there's using those. There's a real use for this. Yeah, yeah. As kind of like primary cocktail whiskeys. And like I said, you go to Uncle Nearest's website, they've got a plethora of cocktail recipes yeah. there. Yeah. So they know what they're doing. They know what they got. And this makes a dang good old fashioned. It really does. It, it, it's another case of where we encounter the liquor by itself and then we mix it with some other things and it just it really shines it enhances the it enhances the, and the old-fashioned is yeah. in many respects designed to enhance the whiskey yeah you know nothing about it it's not like yeah. a rum and coke that's or something right. like that that's there where it's like you know well i mean it's a coca-cola that's now you're spiked sugar water or exactly whatever. right but like an old-fashioned is literally like every single component you think of the sugar you think of the bitters you think of the citrus it's all there to enhance and bring out more right that's in the whiskey already. Yeah. And with something like this, the small batch that has so many complex flavors already deep within it, that's kind of buried under that initial like yeah. medicinal aspect. The medicinal aspect is like subdued by the sweetness, by the ice that's kind of helping to release the flavors. And it has more mouthfeel. It really does. It, it, it has a, it has more of a, more of a lingering mouthfeel, which is what I was craving. I'm so. So, like, I hope people like yeah. this concept of taking kind of the whiskey and then turning it into a cocktail. Cause it shows you how it changes. It does. And like, this is, this is yeah. it's an exciting prospect for us. Yeah. If y'all don't like it, let us know and we'll we'll change it. But I, I hope y'all yeah. do like this because this is a really really exciting thing. Yeah. I'm excited to see how you take Uncle Nearest in the form of an old fashioned. Yeah, how you're about to pair this for us? I went in a totally opposite direction, and I, I really wanted to get out of the way of the cocktail. Interesting. I yeah. wanted to get out of the way of the whiskey. I felt like the whiskey by itself needed some help. I feel like the cocktail. It shines. It shines. Yeah. And and so you just want to you just want to double down on whatever it's doing, you know. So uh, I, a couple options here. The first one and and the one I'd probably lead with. I was thinking about a burly aromatic, something that's got a thick mouthfeel, mm. um, that's creamy, oh, yeah, lots yeah, of nicotine, right, right. but also just 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 a nice creamy, not overpowering flavor to it. Yeah. And we picked something simple, and it's burly light without a bite, and it's made by Lane. And oh, it's hang a, on, hang on, three. Uh, uh, B 12, 11, 12, 1983. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like all of Lane's other tobacco. Right, right, right. right. Uh, An assortment of letters and numbers. <laughs> and they actually, uh, they actually, if you if you buy this, a lot of times it's just labeled B-L-W-B. Okay. Burly Light Without a Bite. Well, there you go. B-L-W-B. And so. Hang um, on. Is that really what it stands for? Burly Light Without a Bite? Yeah. But they just, that's a, that rhymes. Oh, I know. Lane. <laughs> what are you on. doing? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Look, just just buy Bo a couple bottles of whiskey. He'll help you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the Burley Light, it it's a great. That's a sweet treat that's hard to beat. It, it 
That rhymes Burley, too. Burley Light without a bite. That's so, the same. Rate. I, I'm sorry. Let me talk about tobacco. I've been drinking. Go ahead. So it, so, so the tobacco is thick and bready and creamy mm. without a without a real distinctive flavor to it. There's just a nice kind of simple sugar topping yeah. on, on on this Burley. Oh, you do have yeah, some that's earthy cool. nuttiness that's there, yeah. but but I like Burley Light because it, it it stands well on its own, but it also plays well with others. That's why mm. it's used a lot when folks you know blend different types of tobaccos or whatever. A lot of times Burley Light can be used as an ingredient. Um, and and all, all, a bunch of different tobacco companies have their version of Burley Light. But anyway, it's just one of them that's out there. It's a really good. I, I, I like that. If you're looking for something that is more Virginia-based, that still has an interesting flavor, but can kind of get out of the way of a of a of a powerful cocktail that's uh, that you know that's got its own can stand on its own legs. I might rep- I might recommend a Stovepipe by Cornell and Deal. Stovepipe is a it's it's more Virginia heavy, and then we've got Black Cavendish, Burley, and Perique. But the cocoa and caramel notes there, I think, play nicely with. Uh, with what we've got going on in a in a good old fashioned, so mm. uh, so just an option for you. But anyway, that's it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know, one thing I also noticed in terms of kind of the complexity of flavors that you find, I think it's more enhanced in the old fashioned version. Do you pick up notes of sweet corn? I do. Yeah, I didn't, but I do now. I know. So I almost have to kind of wonder with this pairing of this old fashioned from Uncle Nearest and uh, you know these great pipe tobaccos that you've just recommended would there also be an enhancement of flavor if you were to enjoy said pipe tobacco through the sweet corn of a corn cob pipe from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum you know I think it would enhance I think it. So. and what doesn't a corn cob pipe enhance right? literally nothing yeah nothing there's nothing everything that is better with a corn cob pipe it just is and yeah. it always has been stick it in snow you got a snowman come on yeah no, that's right, right. stick it in a <laughs> And a drunken sailor, you got Popeye. We have uh, at the Apple Diplomat Corn Cob Pipe today that we're talking about. It's one of their classic shapes. It's got a nice rounded bowl, and it comes in a straight or a bent stem variety, which is a nice black uh, rubber bit, which is very comfortable. It's chubby. It's a familiar oval-shaped bowl and is popular uh, just because it's so accessible. It's got a generous bowl and uh, is pleasing to the eye, and uh, it's sure to become a welcome addition to your rotation. So uh, check it out. You can get it for only 14 29 at corncobpipe.com and we know you'll be glad you did that's right man and big shout out to our good friends at missouri mirsham for sponsoring this show as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. 
Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Quick fire with the squire. Joe! Ow! All right, man. These quick fire questions coming in from our boy Jeremy Dukes. Oh, Jeremy. Once yeah, again. The forger of the Country Squire Radio That's ring. right, man. Those of you who got it, you got it. Those of you who didn't, you missed out. You don't have it. No, but I do. I man. do too. Dude, I... I You've been rocking it this weekend, I, man. Yeah, oh man, I rock Looks it. Looks good on you. See, that's the thing. When when you've spent so much time, as we all know and, and have felt in many respects, when you fit so many times outdoor, or indoors, when you're ready to get out, you want to you wanna flex a little bit. You want to... <laughs> You want a peacock, baby? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, man. This is the, Put uh, your drink down. The ring is good. No, I will not. I will keep. I will keep enjoying this. <laughs> All right, man. Quick fire questions from Jeremy Dukes. You ready for this? Yep. Glass of whiskey or glass of water? Whiskey. I mean, come on. Quit squares. Yeah, it's done. Move on. <laughs> whiskey. Move on. All right. Reading a good book or having a good conversation? Uh, I, I'll go with good conversation. Uh, interesting. I thought you were going to go the other way. Yeah. No. It. it it's. The introverted part of me, it, it's not this that it bother that bothers it. It's right, not one on one that bothers it. It's yeah. it's big crowds and being around a ton of people and having to put on a fake face. That's yeah. that's the part of the introvert part of me that that gets in trouble. So I so I think I would prefer the 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 one on one conversation. But I do love a good book. Can I since since we've both been uh, enjoying a little bit of the whiskey here? Yeah. Uh, can I ask you a real question and and get yeah. a real answer? Yeah. Okay. It's just you and me. All right, all right. That's that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Every uh, uh, like on average, how many real conversations? Because I know you have a lot of conversations. Yeah. Behind the tobacco bar. Yeah, really do. How many real conversations do you actually have? You and me have had some real conversations behind the tobacco bar. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, sure. I've come. I I have mentally broken down in your shop before. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, we, there's that sign we have in our door that says free therapy. Right. Right. And yeah. that that really that's there for a purpose because you know when I got into this whole deal, being a retail tobacconist, obviously it's a lot like being a bartender or a, a barber. I mean, yeah. people just tell you stuff. Yeah. And it's a beautiful and it is such an honor. And as our shop has grown over the past six, seven years, uh, and as I've gotten busier, yeah. the number of conversations that are really meaningful has happened less and less. Yeah. And I miss that. Yeah. I, I really that miss that. Case. Yeah. It, it is the case. And I really miss that. Every single time you've talked about, to me anyway, about other businesses shutting down and then like, the, like taking, like, like they're absorbing a lot of their customers and yeah. that sort of thing. Sure. Uh, on the one hand, that's great for business, but like, there's a part of me that's like, oh man, I'd like it changes the character. It, it does, of and it's the institution. It's not a bad thing. It's, it's a, not. It's it's part of growing up as as a business. Yeah, like and, that, and I owe it to our my family and also our employees to yeah. continue to grow so that 
we can all eat better. Exactly. And, you know, and have and 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 that's that's good. That's yeah. what the Lord would have us do. I think. But but when you're busier, when you got more people, you don't have those you, quiet. You moments You miss as out much. on those yeah. moments. You yeah. miss out on those one on one. The shop's quiet. It's me and a person I'm getting to know. We've lit our pipes up. We've uh, passed the matchbox back and forth. We've tamped our pipe, and now we're talking about these these valuable things. And so, what what literally used to happen every day? Yeah. To answer your question is is probably a a once a week thing. Yeah. For me. Yeah. What's awesome? I'm what, glad that's still once a week. That's actually special. What's yeah. all? It is special, and I'm thankful for it. Yeah. And frankly, I I don't know if I could do what I do if I didn't have any of it at all. Right. But the. The, the, the beautiful part is that the folks that we have surrounded ourselves with at the, at the shop, Dominique, Quinn, uh, JD, Good folks, yeah. Anu, Carson, these are guys that have tender hearts and, and have their own conversations. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so uh, they bring a different perspective, obviously, to it because they're their own individualist humans. But, um, but they, they have their own people that come in that, that have dropped their guard to them and, yeah. and, and, and received, um, it really something. is like a bartender type situation. It is, man. Yeah. It is. And that there's people that it used to be, Except where, you don't have like, well, I guess you do have some characters that come in that are a little bit like, Wah! but at the same time, we like, have a lot of that, yeah. but, but, but we have a lot of folks that, you know, they come in and, and part of what they're. Uh, anticipating and expecting is is a connection. Yeah, yeah. They want to smoke a cigar and they want to smoke a pipe and they want to sample a, a bowl of something they've never tried before. But yeah. what they're really after is a connection. It's you a, know, that's why we do what we do. That's awesome. That's why man. we're in the pipe space is because it it's it's a uh, it's a connector. Yeah. So as as a well read man, you would rather have a good conversation and a good conversation is best had at the country squire. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. All right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right, me too. Yeah, I, obviously I'm dyslexic, so anything rather than reading. Yeah, you just want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> just flap your gums. <laughs> All right, smoking jacket or smoking slippers? And then he gives me a little bit of a nudge here because of, remember when I, I called house shoes like slippers? Oh, yeah. There were a lot of thoughts on that. I didn't really? share a lot of those on, on the thing. Are I you thought, ashamed? Well, no, I'm not ashamed. You can be embarrassed without feeling shamed, right? Yeah, yeah, I was embarrassed, but Thank I wasn't. You. I wasn't. I wasn't shamed. I didn't okay. feel shame on okay. that. Okay, yeah. well, I'm gonna go with a, with a smoking jacket. Yeah, yeah. Do you own a smoking jacket? I don't, but I sometimes will use. You have existing, smoked in slippers, but you do not own a smoking jacket. And sometimes I will use a jacket that I have as, as the the purpose. Okay. In a in a in a sense, the purpose of a smoking jacket. Yes, please. Is to keep the ashes and smoke odor. Off of the clothing underneath it. That makes sense. And so I have used my jackets before as smoking jackets. I have put them on in my shop or when I'm smoking. And then when I go to wherever it is that I'm going, I have taken it off so that the odor is left in the jacket, hopefully, and I'm not bringing that in said venue with me. Should we do Coach or Squire Radio smoking jackets? Maybe. Maybe. Should we bring it back? Can we pull it off? So you got you to gotta pull off your jacket. All right. Uh, full disclosure. I'm going to pull the curtain back on something. <laughs> when, when you and I, like our first ever Finer Things episode, right? Yeah. Really excited about it. We, we um, you know, went to uh, Aiden Gill. It was a lot of fun. It was awesome. You know, like one of the classiest experiences that we've ever had. <laughs> You yeah. know what I mean? Like it was like sure. It's it pretty. Like they, up there. We were surprised they let us in the door. Well, like like for me anyway. It's one of the classic <laughs> experiences I've ever had. We come in there. He takes one look at us. This man's wearing a suit, and he looks at us. And he's like, "I thought y'all would be dressed up." <laughs> and I was like, "He, ah, uh. yeah, <laughs> I know, right?" It's like I don't know that we can pull off classy. <laughs> we look 
We're us. Yeah. Yeah. We're scruffy. We're scruffy. But we may, I don't know. Can we, there may be smoking country squire smoking jackets in the future. You know. never know. We got to do it our way if we do it. I don't know. Something to think about. Okay. Something to think about. All right. Great quick fire questions, Jeremy. Thank you so much for these. <laughs> and if you've got quick fire questions for us, you can send them in the show, uh, show at countrysquireradio.com. Well, man, this has been a blast. I had a great time. Yeah. yeah. It's always good to, you know, try new liquors and try new experiences with, uh, you know, different types of whiskeys when you're making cocktails and whatnot and pairing them with good pipe tobaccos. It was uh, it was fun to work on this. You know, it's interesting that, you know, just here at the tail end, kind of referencing that uh, that Finer Things episode and kind of the series as a whole, because our, our whole mindset with that is trying to get like past somebody like something that's just trying to market you something and get to something real. Yeah. And like the great thing about uncle, uncle uh, nearest and just kind of whiskeys in general, there's so many whiskeys as you reference that are just trying to like, like, like give you a faux story. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I, there's a dime a dozen. Yeah. For, for, on those. Exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, it's one of those things like, man, this is a whiskey. You, this is going to go somewhere. Like you, you can tell, like they're figuring out, mm-hmm. uh, and apparently they've already figured it out. Just not the whiskey that you I, brought me. I think they have. Okay. Yeah. I, I really do. Well, even with this right here, but it's, but like the fact of the matter is we're touching something genuine here. Yep. And I think that that's, that's something really special. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, as I, I say that, as I, my cocktail is totally almost as, like I'm down to the drink. As you're polishing it off. Yep. Typically, we'd like pour a little, like a little splash of something, you know, to enjoy with these. And the problem is, is now we do like a splash of the, the, the source liquor and we have a full cocktail to go with it. And by the end of the episode, this is where we're at. So what are you going to do? Just add more liquor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually... <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, we want to encourage folks, if y'all want to write into the show, you can write in show at countrysquireradio.com. You can also follow John David throughout the week at John David Cole. The shop is at underscore Country Squire. Of course, the show is at Squire Radio, but all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Well, all right, man. It's been a fun one. Dude, I had a great time. Yeah, yeah it was good. It was uh, nice trying this and uh, look forward to having it again. And yeah. I really want to, again, just encourage folks, if you do you like like this concept of instead of doing two whiskeys, doing one whiskey and then like transforming it? Yeah, um, sure. We're having fun with it. But, if you know, we want to hear what y'all think. And then, you know, John David, you mentioned actually earlier this episode, possibly even doing multi-age, you know, something like a yeah. five year versus a 10 year or something of that nature. Yeah, to mix it up. Yeah. So which we may do one way or the other. Hey, it's our show. We can just do whatever we want. But anyway, <laughs> point is, but we want to do what you want. We want to do what y'all want. So <laughs> let us know what you think and, uh, and we'll do it. All right, man. You ready? Let's go have a day. Yes, sir. See you, brother.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 